Being a real estate agent can be demanding. Being a mom, now that's even more challenging. Now being a mom in real estate, now that is hard. Hello everyone, welcome to Moms in Real Estate Live. I'm Angela Fazio, your host. And today we are talking with industry leaders. So I'm out of my league here, where you will see why. And let me introduce these beautiful ladies to you. I've got Dina Greenwalt, and she has been in the business for eight and a half years. Is that right? Yep. And you do about seven million in production? Between seven and 10, yeah. Between seven and 10? Yeah. Gosh, that's awesome. And then I have Tiffany Jones to my right, who's been in the real estate industry like forever. For a long time. Title mm -hmm. for eight and a half or so years. Yep. And then in real estate for 10? Uh, January will be 10. 10 years, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, your whole life, yeah. practically. <laughs> Before that, I worked for a lender, so I say I'm the trifecta. You're the trifecta. <laughs> trifecta in real estate. And, and you do, what would you, three or four million dollars in, in yeah. production? Uh -huh. Yes. Awesome. So uh, it's industry leaders. Both of these ladies are remarkable in the fact that they are super involved with our industry. And so today we're going to hear all about that, um, but let's start with something really fun like our kids. Okay. Tell us about your kids, Tiffany. Um, I have um, Garrett and Brooke. I don't know where to look. Um, <laughs> you look, <laughs> look, look anywhere you want. Okay. I'll look at you. <laughs> um, so I have Garrett, is my oldest. Cute. He's 19. Um, and I have Brooke, who is uh, almost 17. Um, Brooke is still a senior in high school. Garrett's in college at um, Chandler Gilbert Community College. And we just found out right before we started that Garrett is officially licensed. Yes. Officially yes. licensed. Yes. He's going to be working with me, thankfully. That's very exciting. I, my stepmom. It's a family affair. Mm -hmm. My stepmom works with me too. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so Garrett um, has been working in the industry for a few years now. Yes. Right? Yes, he puts up open house signs. He works with open house helpers and then he helps me with my signs as well. So he's got a little bit of that wiring already in there. He has been listening to me in the back of the car, mm -hmm. driving to all of their sports stuff, uh, negotiating stuff his whole life pretty much. For sure. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck and I say that um, our kids, are, especially our two oldest kids, they Danielle could write a contract better than any realtor when she was like 10. <laughs> I mean, no, they know. it's just, they couldn't help it. They know all the terms. It's hysterical. It, yep. Um, it's so funny because I was taking, um, I just went and got my PSA, uh, pricing, pricing strategy advisor uh, certification. Anyways. And he had to take two online classes. So I'm sitting there watching my online class and Garrett comes walking in and he hears it and he's like, mom, this is old information. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, 19 year old. Yeah, and I was like, I go, you're right, because it was filmed uh -huh. in 2015. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, he totally knows. That's, that's, that's nuts. Well, at least you know that they're paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, even my husband, she said something as my husband came down, because I was just sitting in the family room with no TV on and stuff, and everybody else was upstairs. And uh, my husband goes, oh, please. When, when she said something other, I'm like, even my husband knows. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. So I want to hear a little bit more about your kids in just a minute. But okay. first, um, Dina, would you introduce us to your son? Sure. Um, I have uh, a son named Connor. He is 21. He's going to be 22 at the end of November. He um, he is awesome. You know, proud mom. Um, he just graduated from GCU in April. 
um, with his video and film degree and minor in marketing, minor in business, and he is such a social kid. Um, so we're, we're very, very proud of him. Um, and he too, um, he, he probably can do a, a comedy routine on, you know, mimicking from being in the back seat of the car between, a, you know, my past career and this career and, you know, have it all down pat. And, uh, but he's, um, he's a great kid. He, uh, he was a four year letter, uh, winner in, um, Seton, at Seton Catholic for three sports. I mean, he's just extremely social. So, um, and and does a lot of things for fun. And he was my date last night to the uh, Tab Bonet concert um, at the Rhythm Room, which was really fun because that was not his normal type of music. But my husband was out of town and we had the ticket, so I said, "Hey, you want to go to a concert with your mom?" And so he did. So we had a lot of fun. I bet that was fun. What is he going to do with his? With he, his, um, um, he's looking for he's looking for full employment right now. He um, he took a summer job. He uh, he was with NSLC, which is National Student Leadership Conference, and they mm -hmm. are an awesome program. I highly encourage any parents to put their kids in that when they're in high school. Um, it is a program for high school students, either between um, sophomore and junior, junior and senior year, to go to one of like six or eight universities around the country that participate and you go to your line of study. So you get to check out what you think you wanna be when you grow oh, up. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, so you can, it could be civil service, it could be a doctor, a lawyer, communication. Um, uh, what was it called? It's called NSLC, National okay. Student Leadership Conference. And he, he uh, was invited primarily, I think, because he was at Seton at a prep school. A lot of the, a lot of the kids that attend prep schools or um, private schools, get an invitation. Those that are, um, unfortunately, at public schools don't always know about oh, it, and you have to apply. I see. And it's not, a, it's not an inexpensive summer camp. It's about anywhere from 10 to 14 days on average, and um, and you, you're submerged in that line of study. That's so, really cool. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah. So he, um, he did that between sophomore and junior, and they did, his team did a film that actually got submitted to Sundance Film Festival, made it through the first pass, and then because there were so many in that group got, you know, cut. But, um, so anyway, fast forward, when he got into college, they asked him to come as a team lead or whatever, and this past year, they asked him if he would be program director for the program he went through. So he spent part of his summer in American, at American University and part of it in Berkeley leading that group. So That's he's cool. got high schoolers that he's you know, taking through that program. How and cool! To, yeah, I know. He had to learn how to hire, he had to learn how to interview, I mean, he's 21. Yeah. He's doing all of that. So That's cool. Yeah. That's so, awesome. So he didn't interview for a job right away when he graduated because he's like, Mom, I'm going to be gone for mm, yeah, three you, months. Yeah, why would you? And uh, so so now he's in that process. And so he really wants to be in a marketing department doing um, video and film and marketing. And um, so He'll find something. Yeah. Yeah. He's interviewing. He's talented. So. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. You know what? It's um, we can't even get half the people who come here for an interview to show up. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a life skill right there. Yes. <laughs> so that's it is. awesome. That's well, really exciting. Well, he's a homeowner too. He is. He is a homeowner. He is a homeowner. So last his last year of college, all of his buddies that he hung out with and roomed with at GCU, um, all a lot of them were from out of area or North Phoenix or um, Tucson or whatever, and. They had jobs that they wanted to stay and do through the summer um, between junior and senior year. So he said, Mom, I don't want to go back to campus. So I said, well, I'm not renting anything. 
and that's just not the thing that a realtor son does. <laughs> so we went and we found um, we found a condo near the point 16th Street, and my lender that I work with um, helped him get a kitty condo loan, and my husband, because he's a W-2, co-signed um, for the, the loan. He's not on the loan, because otherwise Connor wouldn't qualify for it, but um, helped with his, you know, credit and all of that. Since I'm a 1099, there'd be a hundred extra pieces of paper. So, my, <laughs> God, never my <laughs> yeah. So my husband um, did that, and so Connor has uh, has his own place, and and uh, we made uh, told him he was responsible for his electricity and his internet while he was in school. And once he gets a job, he gets to take on a little more of his right, bills. of course. But um, yeah, that's really so cool. A, what an opportunity for a young yeah, man, yeah. right? I was like, he's a homeowner. Yeah, he's right on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's ahead of cool. me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, exactly. My husband will tell you he didn't even consider being a, a homeowner until he was in his late thirties. Because oh, yeah. in New York, it just wasn't a thing. Well, right. yeah, exactly. Back <laughs> yeah. there, it's a much harder thing on the East Coast. Sure. Yeah. Sure, that's really cool. What an opportunity. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some stuff. Let's first okay. talk about. I, you know what? I was. I have to tell you, I've known you for a while now, mm-hmm. and I learned so much about you on the phone when we had our pre-interview. Yes. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting that um, I'm thankful that you're willing to share is is about your daughter. Yes. The time that I spend with her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> on her. Mm-hmm. So tell us just a little bit about that. So. Um, in the second grade, my daughter, um, I got a call from the principal at her elementary school. Um, her wonderful teacher, um, Mrs. Palmer, or Ms. Palmer, I should say, such a great teacher. She um, had reached out to the principal and said, listen, I'm having a lot of trouble with this um, student. She's super smart, but she cannot focus to save her life. And she was trying to come up with all these different alternatives to get her motivated to actually just sit and listen and, and do it. So they came to me and they said, we think you need to look into uh, possibly having ADHD. So we went to Phoenix Behavioral Health and she was diagnosed in second grade. But I came from the mentality of, I'm not gonna medicate my kids. <laughs> and that was a mistake. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't learn that mistake until Finally, my daughter was going through puberty, and I was sitting down with a very good friend of mine, and she was so talking about... this is years later. Years later. Years, years later. later Brooke is, at this point in time, probably in seventh grade. Um, and second grade is when she was first diagnosed. Then again, in fourth grade, she was diagnosed again um, through when we were living in California, because mm-hmm. she had an issue with that school, too. <laughs> so... Um, and I didn't trust the school's counseling to take care of anything. So I said, we're going to take it out of your hands. I don't want you involved at all. I will go find outside help myself um, because I did not like that school counselor. So I didn't feel like she was like for the kids. Right. Um, so I said, I'll take care of it and we'll, we'll take it outside. And once again, she was, they told me again. And each time they told me she needs to be medicated. And I was like, you spent 15 minutes with her. How could you possibly right. know? Go down the line. I'm sitting with my girlfriend, um, who is an amazing realtor, and she was telling me about her kids who are, one's going, went to Duke, one went to Notre Dame, the other one went to Georgia Tech. <laughs> like, all good schools. Oh, wow. And I said, tell me your secret, and what did you do? And she was sitting down with me telling me, and I said, well, this is what I have to deal with, because I had just gotten something from the principal mm-hmm. in my email, and I showed it to her, and I said, this is what I'm dealing with. 
And she said, um, is your is your daughter really sweet? I said, yeah, she's adorable. She's so funny. She's so smart. And she said, no kid wants this kind of attention. Mm-mm. No kid wants this kind of attention. And I was like, oh my gosh. Didn't even dawn on me that, you know, that she wasn't doing it on purpose, like that she didn't maybe have control over it. So she said, I'm going to send you to this wonderful psychiatrist that helped my son, who now is a doctor. Um, it's a year since then, um, has become a doctor. And she said, I'm going to send you who I sent my son to because she made such a world of difference. So I went to this psychologist with my daughter who specializes in kids mm-hmm. with um, behavioral issues, ADHD, um, what is it, ODD, um, all, all those um, behavioral issues. And I sat down with her for a while. It was me and my daughter together. And she goes, um, Mom, uh, so how many specialists have you gone to, to uh, that have told you that Brooke is ADHD and possibly needs to be medicated? And I said, at this point in time, I said, well, I've been to three. And she said, and all three have said that you, she needs medication. I said, yeah, all three. And she said, so how many specialists do you have to go to? <laughs> <laughs> Before you decide to listen to the professionals. And I said, four. Because <laughs> I wasn't ready and I had a lot of pressure from my um, my mother-in-law. was just like, you're not medicating her. You're not medicating her. And oh my God, it's so horrible. It's so horrible. The things that people say to parents who are looking into that is complete nonsense and they don't know what they're talking about and i told you somebody needs to hear this yes hear it from a stubborn woman yes who wouldn't give in for a little while yes and tell us what happened with brooke so yes so i finally go to to doctor psychiatrist number four um we she said absolutely and one of the things that the doctor said i said they only spent 15 minutes with her and then they say she needs medication and she goes mom did you ever think that maybe it's that obvious mm. and I went oh my god I go is it that obvious and she goes yes yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean it gives me goosebumps because that was just like I was like oh my gosh I'm not helping my daughter I'm hurting her so put her um, finally find a good psychiatrist good um, uh, primary care physician and we get her on medication and Brooke comes home from school and says again it almost makes me cry Mom, guess what? I heard my teacher teaching me today. And I said, what? And she goes, yeah, that's never happened before. I actually heard my teacher teaching me today. Is that incredible? Oh, it was devastating. It was devastating for me because I was like, here I have been just forcing her to just get through it. Mm -hmm. And she was getting in trouble. Um, One of her main side effects is um, she has OCD really, really bad. Um, and I say really, really bad. I'm just saying at a high level mm-hmm. um, of OCD. And the number one trait is impulsivity. Mm-hmm. So she does not have good decision-making skills. No filters. No filters. <laughs> no filters. She just does. And then, like, she would say stuff to me, and then I would be like, oh, my gosh. And then when she would see that reaction, then she'd get mad because she was like, you're not understanding me and you're not taking the time to listen to me. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, okay, like stop. Let's just start over. Um, and so it has been a journey. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, we finally went to a um, neurological psychiatrist and had her brain scanned. And I really got to see What's the, going on. what was going on. And he just said to me, and he's, he like oversees like a, a, a mental um, health facility for teenagers. This guy is like, brilliant. Uh, yes, mm -hmm. very, very good. And he said, um, your daughter's ADHD um, is one of the most severe I've seen. Mm. She is, there's a chart from zero to 10 and my daughter's like at a 10. And when you sit with her, you wouldn't know because mm. it's not, she's not this, you know, she's not, she's not one of these. She's just, her it's mind awesome. is going um, at a million miles a minute. And, um, and so, because that, that was one of the reasons why I had a tough time medicating her. I'm like, she's not like bouncing off the walls. ADHD, hyperactivity. You think that means yes. physical. You put it in a box yeah. like this. It yeah. has to look like this. No. Yeah. No. But, you know, it took a lot of, um, after her, the last time she got in trouble at school, she was suspended for a year of school. And I had to put her in intensive therapy. And we got so, but I was in counseling offices three days a week. Mm -hmm. Three days a week. For hour-long sessions and I was seeing also the psychiatrist at the same time so it was like psychiatrists psychologists just a lot of work worth every moment of it mm -hmm. because we are at a good place now but oh my gosh correcting my mistake of not doing something earlier um, it made her brain not communicate properly and we had to reset that mm. and it took a long time well, let me tell you something. I Why I think what you have just said is so remarkable is because most women are so weak and so full of pride and ego, they would never be able to have that conversation. We all do really wrong things or we, we go down a wrong path and we make mistakes and we, we, we want the best for our kids, but we don't get it right. Right. You know, I, God knows I don't get it right. God knows I don't. Right. And just for you to be brave enough to say, hey, this is what happened. And this is what I did when, once I realized what was going on is so brave. It's one out of six kids, I believe, has ADHD. And people say, oh, they don't, you don't have enough information about it. And I'm like, uh, um, Ritalin has been out for 100 years. They have 100 years worth of studies on that particular drug and mm -hmm. the side effects. And I was always afraid about putting on medication because back when I was growing up, they would take the kids off the medication at 18. And so many of the people I know that were ADHD or they were ADD back then, um, they became drug addicts. And it was because they would take speed and it would make them feel normal. Right. But right. the side effects of the speed obviously were worse right. than the side effect of making them feel normal, you know, of that, you know, it didn't, it didn't help them, but they don't do that now. Mm -hmm. They don't take your kid. My daughter will never be off medication. Um, it will be forever. It's, she doesn't have something that's, it's only during puberty. Well, why? that's the kind of stuff I hear right. from parents and I'm like, just oh, don't talk to me. Don't, yeah. You don't know. Let me just talk yeah. to the professionals. My, my aunt, or I'm sorry, my cousin is a pediatrician mm -hmm. and for a while there, she was her primary care doctor and she was like, People just, they have, there's a stigma to it. And that's why I talk about it. Yeah. Is because there's a stigma to it and there shouldn't be a stigma to I it. I was just going to say, why is it oh, perfectly acceptable that I have to be on thyroid medicine for my entire life? Right. With no stigma. Right. Oh, you have a thyroid condition. Mm -hmm. Why is that any different 
then seriously, Ritalin for a brain that needs it. I yes. Mean, what is the difference? It, there is no difference. Yeah. And it's irritating. When, it is when irritating. People, I took my kid off of, I'm like, okay, how's okay, that doctor. going? <laughs> yeah. Okay, doctor. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sure I, that was a really great idea. And I wonder what side effects you or your, your child is facing now because you don't want to deal with the backlash mm, of what people think yeah. about it. And so when people say stuff like that to me, honestly, I'm just like, Stop. Stop. <laughs> I bet you do that too. I have literally been I have literally been to four different professionals. I have been to psychologists, therapists. I've been to everybody yeah. trying to make sure I made the right decision and it took me so long I actually hurt my daughter. Yeah. And um so, but there I made you up go. for it. And I think that that is the perfect <laughs> stage to launch into why we brought these two women onto the show today because you are not going to believe you're not going to believe how involved. And I had um, an epiphany, which I will share later. Okay, having your conversation. But um, so let's let's go back epiphany to Dina. With Tiffany. <laughs> oh, with Tiffany. <laughs> you know, like silly songs with Larry on veg- Veggie Tales. We're gonna have a epiphanies pip- pip- with Tiffany. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Oh my I'm gosh, Good. that was awesome. It, it was perfect. So Dina, t- okay, you're. An industry leader, talk about your involvement in this industry, how you got there. Um, just give us some information about that. Um, well, as far as being involved in the real estate industry, um, I decided when um, when Connor got to um, close to being a senior, graduating from high school, that. Um, I was going to need to get back into something. So when he was little, I was more involved because he wasn't as active. Once he became, um, you know, once he got into um, club soccer, and then we, you know, we're doing cross country, and we're doing high school soccer, and we're doing high school track, and whatever else. It's all know, time consuming. It's all time consuming, and the and the 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 lucky thing for me about being in um, real estate was that I didn't. I only missed two of his high school events, um, and so that was really cool. Because that's remarkable. I, I missed like two last week. It, it's, it's just <laughs> you know, it is the now. Not to say I didn't get up out of a stadium and take a call and say, "Hey, wait a second, I'm at a soccer game. I need to walk away so I can actually hear what you're saying on the phone." I did that um, <laughs> so, or I'm sitting in my car while something's going on so I can have that conversation. But I decided it was time for me to get back into. Um, into giving back to both the community and um, and my industry. So, um, so I actually participated. Tiffany and I were classmates in the 2014 uh, leadership uh, program at Severer, and so that was really eye-opening. From what goes on in the industry, you know what what's out there. You both I'm, said that that was a launching pad. Huge. Yeah, it, it was, was huge. huge because I. When I first got into real estate, I, I, I totally switched careers, and um, and so when I got into real estate, I focused on being a good agent, and I focused on, um, you know, honing my craft and making sure that, you know, I knew that contract inside and out, and all of those things that make you a good agent. And so I really didn't pay attention. I paid my dues like everyone else. I didn't really pay attention to what was going on in the peripheral, and I didn't have to because I was focused on what I was doing. Um, so when I went through leadership, you got to learn about ABRE in, in much more detail. You learned about Severa in much more detail. You learned about AAR in much more detail. You learned about all of the committees and things like that. And so, RayPAC. RayPAC, and, yep. yep, everything. So, um, so that was kind of the launching pad to 
um, get more involved at Sevrar, get more involved in RayPack, and um, really um, also then look for things in the community to get involved with. I wanted to get back into um, something that wasn't real estate as well. So um, because I had been at my previous um, in my previous career, the the company I worked for was very involved in the community. The newspaper, right? The newspaper, yeah. I worked for the Arizona Republic, and I worked for newspapers in general for over 20 years. So, but I worked for the Republic quite a while. I worked for them when they were um, owned by the Pulliam family. So, um, and so they they contributed a lot. And I was thinking yesterday when, um, just as a side note, when. Um, Sandra Day O'Connor announced her um, her uh, Alzheimer's and dementia, where she was stepping back. I actually was at the um, uh, the Arizona Women Foundation um, that was started by one of my directors at the paper when I first came back um, from Denver, um, where she received the award from them. So that was that That's, just triggered. I bet, yeah. yeah. So so um, give us a little like uh, you've been involved. Give us a list because it's impressive. Like tell us all <laughs> some of the things you've been. Imp- I don't think you can name all of them, but no, no. So currently, currently, um, I'm on the board for Sevrar. Um, I have been on the RayPack committee since 2014, uh, going into 15 uh, that year. Um, I am uh, going to be the president elect next year for Congratulations. Sevrar. Thank you. Um, and uh, I've been on the leadership committee, helped interview other candidates to go through leadership. Um, I've been in East Valley Women's League. I teach for the YWCA. A good friend of mine was the board chair, um, and she got me into that, and so I teach a financial literacy for them. I also teach um, home ownership. It's a real basic course, um, understanding the difference between a security deposit and an earnest money deposit. Um, and um, I did Booster Club when I was, my son was at Seton. Um, I, you know, been the manager of the soccer team and right. You're that just kind of stuff. And, and I wanted you to start to make that list because one of the things I recognize when I was talking to you is it's that's just in your nature. It wasn't something. It, it in each part of your life you just were involved. It, yeah. It whether it be all, all your son's stuff or something with the Republic or now in our industry, yeah. it's just part. It's a commitment. It's getting involved and making a difference and yeah. and, and committing. Yeah. And Tiffany, yeah. you do the same thing. T- give us a little. Yeah. 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 Give us yeah. a little what you are involved with, which is a um, lot. So I was the same thing. So I, when I was an affiliate, I was super involved with Sevrar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stepped back. And then when I got my real estate license, I wasn't as involved anymore. And same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I lived out in Maricopa. So that was part like, of that. It's a it little not, bit of a It was not close <laughs> to yeah. anything. So I, I, I wasn't doing that trek very often. Um, but I was super involved in my kids' PTO. So And I was in the PTO pretty much for four or five years with them. I my, would rather take spoons and gouge each of my eyeballs out individually than be on the PTO. <laughs> the, the uh, you know PTO. what? I'm not going to lie. Okay. Yeah. Let me <laughs> tell you, my sister, my younger sister was the PTO president. And we kept her in that position for like three years <laughs> because she was so good at yeah. it. And I actually am still dear friends with the moms from the PTO group. And I've actually helped them buy and sell homes multiple times. So what you have to know, like Women Council of Realtors. Women's she, Council. You get sent yes. all over yes. the place yes. for them. I do. I and, do. And here's what I found inter- interesting. Both of you are just so super involved in a way that was foreign to me. And at first I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But then I went, here's my epiphany with Tiffany. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
new tactic. Yes. Here it is. Here's what I realized. I'm just as involved. Not like you are. Right. But then I went, oh my gosh. I had this revelation that um, when you find the way that you can commit, contribute, when you yes. find the ways that you're unique, uniquely talented and then you yes. commit in a major way, mm-hmm. that's what you guys are doing. Right. It just happens to be at Sevar, Raypath, Women's right. Council of Realtors. Yes. You know, it looks different on different people. But, and I, and we just talked last week um, about giving back and, and committing to people and pouring into people mm-hmm. and blessing people and the joy that it brings you individually yes. mm-hmm. to be that committed to something. Yes. It's really what you girls are doing is remarkable. And it's so remarkable to me because I can't picture ever doing that. But then I go, I, I bet you you can't picture some of the things that I'm doing, but yes. it's the same heartfelt commitment yes. to something that matters where you know that you're uniquely talented to yes. make a difference. Yes, absolutely. Well, when we went through the leadership, that's that's one of the reasons why I always recommend to people, if you're looking for a way to get involved, especially on the board level um, or with the real estate, we have 13,000 members. I mean, we in order for all those events to happen and to keep you not on an island and bring you together with other like-minded individuals, you have to know where you fit in. Mm-hmm. And we got to see exactly where we fit in. It's just kind of funny because we fit into the same places because we both, as soon as we, yeah, as soon as we got out, we both were on the Ray Pack committee um, because we had Holly Mayberry come in and let me just tell you, she'll talk, I wrote my chat that day. Literally, I was (laughs) like, if you don't understand by the time you're done listening to Holly, then you're not going to get it. It's true. Um, I wrote my check out that day and I was like, where's the committee? So I, I joined it immediately. Um, Dina ended up being my chair, um, and I was her vice chair, and then I was chair the next year. So, and then we both decided to go on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both have been in yeah. um, the uh, professional development mm-hmm. uh, uh, committee. Um, I was on the outreach committee, and then I was on the professional development. That committee is hard. It is hard. It's a it's a lot of work, and 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 I think to your point of you you, you find you find your space, mm-hmm. and your space is going to be different through through the course of your life. So, sure. So when you're you know um, like I I've never served on the community community outreach committee. There are just certain things that are not in my um, in my repertoire yeah. or, or wheelhouse. Um, and there were things that I did when my son was little that you know. I think there's a reason that you see certain demographics involved in different things over time because it's where you are in your space in life, right? Mm-hmm. When you have little kids, you are focused on certain things. When you have teenagers, you're focused on certain things. And for me, when I was at the Republic, and, and I can't honestly tell you when this was, but I know I was very young, and I remember going home and telling my husband this, I, I was invited to the Athena Awards in downtown Phoenix. And the Athena <coughs> Awards are are just very eye-opening and very inspiring because if you look up the the definition of Athena it really gives you the reason why these women who are there nominated and they're they're outstanding in their careers they're outstanding in their community they're outstanding generally in how they treat the people around them and so I went home from that and I know I was very young and I, I'm pretty sure it was before we moved to Denver and um, I said I I want to achieve, you know, an Athena because they were just, I sat there in awe when they read the nominations of the finalists. I was just like, oh my God, these women 
are just amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them had their own businesses. Some of them were judges. Some of them were in public life. Some of them were in private life. But they, but just what they did in their career and all the impact they had on their community was just amazing. And so, you know, that was the thing that I, I said to myself, I, I want to be able to have that impact. I don't know what that looks what like. What it looks like, but you, you, know, you knew it. I was 20-something when that probably took place. Um, and so, you know, and, and you, you figure out where you can contribute. There are things, you probably won't ever see me along the side of a highway picking up trash. That's not my thing. But, but there are a lot it of It is people. totally my thing. In fact, <laughs> how did you know I was going to do that after this show? <laughs> but, but, there, but there's a space for everybody. There is. You're right. right? You're right. You know? And there are people who love to go and sit and rock babies and do things like mm-hmm. that. And yeah. you know where your, where your heart is. And, and so I think that's what, what drives that's, you. You're, you're absolutely right. The whole thing is, is I think that the message that... I came away after thinking about this topic was not necessarily go get involved at Sephora or, right, or you no. know, go learn. Well, yeah, we should know about our industry. Yes. We should have enough responsibility to know about our industry, at least at some level. But more than that, I just remember saying, saying, okay, Tiffany, why? She goes, well, I've learned, I've learned so much and, and I have all these friends and deep relationships yes. and I feel like it's a reward. And, and I went, yeah. That's the message we've got to get. Yes. You, some people just don't commit to anything. Right. And the problem is, is, is whether it be for laziness or fear or whatever it is, that lack of commitment is hurting you so much because you're missing out on so much joy, so yes. much reward. 100%. Like somebody was saying, oh, so you have to go. <laughs> They're like, you have to go to Boston for work. And I said, oh, it's not work. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Do am I going to learn a ton about our industry? Absolutely. I'm going to hear about new things that are enacted. We have um, an incoming new um, NAR uh, president, and so we'll be hearing from him. It's just, it is. I have so much fun. It's it's your thing. What you you want out of it? I want to have fun, and so I have fun. Yeah. And my feet hurt because I'm walking all over the place. (laughs) Pick um, different shoes. I, well, yeah, you should see. I have them in my bag. I have my little slippers. Yeah, that, in my bag. <laughs> that at conferences. Yeah. yeah. But so we're going all over the place. We're running into people. I just closed on a house yesterday that was a referral from one of my women's council friends yep. out in Lake Havasu. It's just, you get to meet, and I, I, I challenge myself to network while I'm there. And so I'm networking with people all across the country. So is it um, a job? Yeah, but... But yeah. it's your passion. It is so much fun. Yeah. It's like people ask me and my husband all the time, why would you do what you do? Why? What do you mean, why? We are, we're passionate about it. Yes. Yeah. Now, are there days? Of course. <laughs> yes. Of course. But yes. in general, I'm yeah. so full of joy and so bubbling over with what I'm doing. I know that I'm in the place that God wants me to be. Right. And so that's what that's the message of today. So before we wrap things up, I would like each of you to give our audience a piece of advice, whether it be professional, um, for personal, getting involved, give them a piece of advice okay. to yeah, make well, their minds go like... Somebody, people always come to me and they say, how do you do all the stuff that you're involved in with being on the board, Women's Council, and all that kind of stuff? I time block. I'm a huge time blocker. Mm-hmm. I took time blocking from Franklin Covey. Back in the day, mm-hmm. remember when they had the mm-hmm. store? They I the went planners. down there. I, <laughs> yes. and I wrote a, in them. I, <laughs> I, I, I was a manager at uh, for Mac Cosmetics, and believe it or not, they sent me to a time blocking store, uh, to the time blocking class. Mm-hmm. 
And I started time blocking back then. And I, I think I left them in 1998. I still freelance, but as a manager, I left in 1998. Um, and I have maintained the time blocking from that period. And so when people say, how do you fit it all in? It's like, if you want to do it, you can, you fit it in. That's right. And so if you want to pursue being involved or, you know, and cause I'm in part of the chamber of commerce too. So like if you want to be involved, you put it in your calendar and you just make it happen, schedule everything around it. And I do, I make it happen. It's not like I'm a top producer, but I do well enough, mm -hmm. especially in my household. I do enough, um, to make us have a nice lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, um, make it happen. Just put it in your calendar and, and fit it in. I was just talking to God about that this morning. No kidding. I was just like, you know what? There, if I ever say, I, I don't want to ever say I didn't have time. Yes. I want to say I didn't make the time. Yes. I didn't make the time. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. <laughs> One's a victim. I didn't have any time. Yeah. Right? Which I, I just realized I, I can't say that anymore. I didn't make the time. Right. And if it's important to right. me, I need to make the time. Yes. Yeah. So if it, that, that, that would be my advice. If you want to get involved and you tell you don't have enough time, Make it. Mm -hmm. Make, Make it. it. It's in Excellent. there. Excellent. Yep. So um, I, I've, I've been thinking about this because it's like, how much time do I have to give advice? Because um, <laughs> as I was interviewing um, uh, people to be vice chairs, because that's part of my duty as, uh, as president-elect, um, is to bring in vice chairs for the committees. And I was talking to a younger, younger in age, younger in tenure, um, agent and was talking to her and so I was kind of thinking about when you asked me the question and sent the email and I remember talking to, to, to Kristen a little bit because um, I feel like I am when I started in the newspaper I was the youngest of everything I was the youngest in the department I was the youngest manager I was the youngest female I was the only female and parts of it so there's a lot of life lessons but um, and one of the things that Kristen said is you know there's there's a lot of young moms that get in so I decided I would I have a lot of career advice, but I would also focus it around moms. And I think, um, you know, I was never somebody who wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. That was just never my thing. I, my my uh, mother's father, my little Italian grandfather, um, said to me when I got pregnant, well, I thought you wanted to be a career girl. And I said, well, I want to do both, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I had a philosophy that I, I maintained through mm -hmm. my career, um, and it, it and, and, whether it's divine intervention, whether it's the way life happens, however you want to believe in it, but it, my philosophy was able to be realized. And that is, um, you know, how I wanted to be with my son and what I wanted to do. And so I think what you have to do as a mom, when you have your kids and you commit to a family and you want to have a career, you have to make commitments and you have to know there are sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that sacrifice, for me, my thought process, and I, I am would say I'm not the normal um, normal mom in that sense that my thought process is when they're really little they need love they need care they need warmth they need safe environment that sort of thing but we were very lucky we had a lady behind us who who um, who, who was his in-home daycare person for a long time and she was the best and I didn't have a problem taking him to preschool when he got to a certain point. But I wanted to be around when he was a teenager. I wanted to be the one who influenced him. Not, you know, 25 other people I didn't know mm. or crazy kids that I didn't know. And so my, my advice to young moms or moms who are just getting into careers is really 
take some time to figure out what it is that you want long term. What what do you want your life to be? What do you want your what is your philosophy for raising your kids? And if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, then then find a way to do what you want to do to make money to allow you to do that. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a career person, you know, I, I was a career person in the 80s and it was all about the big shoulder pads and the suits and, you know, going <laughs> and the, and the We did have really big, big shoulder pads. And, and you were the, you were the, you know, Murphy Brown was like your hero, right? So when she was out the first time. <laughs> and so, so you... Nobody had, knows what we're talking I, about. Nobody knows what we're talking yeah. about. But, Google it. Yeah, Google it, Google it, <laughs> right. She was as, as poignant and, and, you know, on target as ever, but um, but you you have to decide what you want, and if if and and don't let other people um, find a mentor, whether it's male or female, and and use them to help advance you and be committed to what you want to do. If you mm-hmm. want to be the CEO of a company, be the CEO of a company. Work, figure out what you need to do to get there, and be committed, and know. You know, know what that means to your family and what that may mean for sacrifices. Right. Yes. And understand right. that. And I was willing to do some of those. And you know, I have a great son. He 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 he's kind. He's he opens the door for ladies. You know, he opens the door for his grandmother. He makes sure he writes thank you notes, all that kind of stuff. And and so my making those sacrifices early on has ultimately have paid off. Have paid, paid off. off. I always said I worked for <clears throat> tuition. I wanted him to be able to have the best schooling possible. So that's my advice. You know, do what Just, you Yeah, get clear. To do. Get clear. Yeah. I'm yes. not going to lie. I'm picturing you with big hair right now. I did. I had the perm. <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie. I have super straight hair. I had the perm. <laughs> Me too. The spiral. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I see it. I see the bangs up. <laughs> Oh, no, I never did the bangs up. No, I didn't do that. You should have. It would have worked for you. <laughs> Can you, just as a last word, why did we wear those shoulder pads? Because it look made at, us look. I never did. Look at me. I'm so broad-shouldered. Can you imagine what I, I must have scared the shit out of everybody when I had those <laughs> shoulder pads on? I, I took mine off. Have. I took mine out. You did? Yeah, well, you was, were forward-thinking. I was, I, you were forward-thinking. Because it was too crazy. Because that was a mistake. It was too crazy. I have really broad shoulders, too. So oh, I was like, my oh, gosh. Yeah, That's not yeah, happening. I didn't have the... I didn't have the foresight. I didn't have the epiphany. Epiphany. <laughs> I did not have it. I did, yeah, well, I, 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 I did style people. I worked for Nordstrom's when I was really young, and so I styled people. So I was like, okay. Yeah, so I you you had the knack. <laughs> no, I can assure you, I never had any fashion sense whatsoever. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, on that That's note, funny. I want to thank you both for your time and your uh, knowledge. You. Thank you for having yeah, us. Absolutely. And we do have to thank the Mortgage Advantage, April oh, yes. Chadwick and Diane Gertis, yes, who make them. this possible. Thank you for your support. And thank you all of you for watching. Please don't forget to tell other women about this show. It's good. It's and, good. It's uh, been fun. We, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, our podcast is on iTunes. And you can go get really cute moms in real estate shirts at shopmomsinrealestate.com. You can buy it. Mug. You can buy it right online. Shop. Don't have here. So, thank you guys for watching. Today.